Welcome to Fortress of Faith with Tom Wallace, calling North America to repentance and revival. Well, we're back once again at the corner of Truth and Courage. Thank you for joining us here today. We're in the middle of our fundraising campaign, and so I'm going to quickly just mention a few things about that, and I'm going to get right into our program material that I want to share with you today. Again, let me explain. We normally do not do our fundraising in the summer months. Uh, we normally do it in the fall and in the spring. But, uh, of course, this spring uh, we had uh, COVID uh, hit us. And with all the things that were going south in the economy, I felt it was necessary for us to wait and postpone our fundraising campaign. And yet I've seen many of other, other ministries uh, plow right on ahead. I just didn't feel comfortable doing that. But I wanted to wait at least till summer. And uh, we've been able to put some of our expenses on a credit card to kind of help us get through. But we've got to raise this money to kind of get back and make our ministry uh, funds uh, strong again. And so would you help us? Could you help us with a donation today? Our goal is $20,000. And now the other part is that I want to try to do this in just one week. I I don't want to drag this out. I don't want to take the airtime doing this. And I'm sure you'd rather us not do that. So. We're just going to get on it and get off of it and uh, trust that we'll be able to raise this money. So there's three ways to give. Number one, you can give online safely and securely. And our address, our web address is fortressoffaith.com. That's fortressoffaith.com. Click on the donate link. It'll take you to a secure website, uh, our merchant account out there, and and you can set up a donation. By the way, too, if you want to also become a monthly donor. You can do that uh, very easily online as well. Uh, another way to give is by check. Uh, you can, by the way, also give in Canadian funds for our Canadian listeners if you wish. Uh, we have no problem taking that over the phone or by check. The address to send a check is P.O. Box 30485. That's P.O. Box 30485, Bellingham, Washington, 98226. Again, that's P.O. Box 30485, Bellingham, Washington, 98226. We do have an address in Surrey if you want to give it there. I don't want to take the airtime giving that address. Uh, just give us a call. We'll be glad to give you that that address uh, number. And, uh, and also, too, if you're planning on sending a check, regardless to Bellingham or to Surrey, Please give us a call and let us know the amount. That way, you know, because it take a while before we actually uh, get it in the mail. We can start, you know, keeping an account of where we're at. But our number to call, and you can give over the phone. And if you want any of our addresses, it's 800-616-0082. Again, the number is 800-616-0082. And I'll try to give that at the end of the broadcast in case you missed that. All right, a couple things that I want to share with you. One is a kind of a little message that I started working on a couple months ago. I never really finished it, but I'll share part of this with you, and and uh, maybe it'll be a blessing to you. I hope it will be. But uh, first, let, let, let me just kind of cut into a few things that's going on. This mask wearing, uh, wearing of a mask and, and so on there. Naturally, if you feel comfortable doing it, I feel, you know, go right on ahead and do it. 
you know, there's different studies out there. Some say it's, you know, it's absolutely pointless. It uh, restricts your oxygen, which you need good oxygen to remain healthy. There, uh, there's all these different ideas and thoughts that people have about it. I call it the placebo effect, the placebo effect. You know what a placebo is, don't you? You know, when a doctor gives you something, there's really nothing. It's a sugar pill. But it gives you the mental thought that, hey, this is beneficial for me. This is going to heal me or this is going to make me feel better. And simply because you now start thinking it, you actually start feeling better. There's a lot to do with how our mind affects us. In fact, the Bible tells us that, uh, that a merry heart doeth like a medicine. So, you know, when we're happy, when we're cheerful, it is healthy for us. And so it's, it's kind of a placebo effect. Well, I believe that the, the whole concept of wearing a mask in some regards is kind of like a placebo effect, a false comfort that's being put out there like it's going to really help you. The fact is, is that most of the masks that people wear, unless it's an N95 uh, mask with a filter like that, uh, there's just no way it's going to keep a virus like the coronavirus from getting in. Now, probably the bigger part of the help, in my opinion, is when a person coughs, if they've got the disease, if they've got it themselves, it's good for them to wear it so it doesn't affect others. But for healthy people to wear them, anyhow, that's, uh, that's another thought. But here's something that I learned a number of years ago, and I call this part of the placebo effect. And I see all these, this mask wearing, and it kind of reminds me of this story. Back in the United Kingdom, World War II, Britain was trying to fight off the attack by Hitler, trying to keep Hitler at bay and, and keep their island free from from being invaded and so everyone was encouraged to get into the war effort and someone you know this didn't come from the government as far as i understand it someone had the idea let's donate our iron railings and give it to the government they'll turn it into they'll recycle it turn it into bombs bullets tanks whatever and so people started cutting down their expensive iron railings. I mean, these are their gates and their uh, fences uh, to their homes. I mean, these are beautiful. Uh, uh, Iron railings are not cheap. But it became the idea, and the government started receiving them and taking them. Thank you, yes, you know, give to the war effort and help us keep, you know, the Nazis away and, and support the troops and all that kind of stuff. And so... Uh, people started cutting them down and donating them and giving them to the government. And it then came to a point when if you didn't do it, if you weren't one of the ones, the families on the street that didn't cut down your railings, then you were being shamed by the rest of the community. You're not for our troops. You're not for the country. You're part of the enemy. You're part of the problem. And so they, you know, reluctantly had to cut them down or else they'd be bullied by the community. Do you know what the British government did with those railings? They put them on boats and dropped them into the oceans. They couldn't recycle them. They couldn't turn them into bombs and bullets and tanks and ships. They just got thrown into the ocean. But it gave a placebo effect 
to make everyone feel that they were doing their part for the war effort. <laughs> oh, well, just the thought that I have about these masks. Uh, on, on another thought, here's a part of a message that I started working on. Have you ever felt like you're stuck in this world, like you're, you know, insignificant? Have you ever thought about the cheeseburger? <laughs> Your cheeseburger has some condiments on it, right? And that pickle, let's face it, the pickle is just not the main attraction. If they forgot putting it on there, you probably wouldn't even complain about it missing. If they stuck a second one, an extra one, on your on your cheeseburger, you probably wouldn't feel like you won the lottery. Although you might be one of those finicky eaters that flicks them off, okay? But the point is, the pickle is reduced to just a condiment. It's not the main attraction. And you may feel that's kind of, that's your role in this world. You feel insignificant. Maybe you're that youngest sibling, the forgotten one, the invisible one, the one that no one turns to for your input on your ideas. In fact, you'd probably faint if they would say, hey, Bob, what do you think? Or maybe you're, you feel that way at work. You're just that small cog in, in a bunch of gears. Matthew chapter 10, verse 29 tells us that no one is insignificant, that all of us matters to God. He said, are not, the, are not two sparrows sold for a farthing? And one of them shall not fall to the ground without your father's notice. The fact is, is that, that uh, uh, the smallest denomination of money, a farthing, was one-tenth of the Roman penny. And it's the smallest denomination of money, and yet one, one sparrow couldn't even value one farthing. It took two of them to at least come to the value of, of a farthing. And God says this, that if one is ensnared, one falls, I notice. The fact is that the infinite, almighty God who attends to all the matters of the universe, he cares even for a small sparrow and if he cares for a small sparrow and notices that how much more does he notice us the chief of his creation mankind the fact is is that we all matter to god in the Bible days, probably the lowliest of jobs to be assigned would be to be the shepherd, to look after the sheep. That was given to the youngest of the kid, of the children. The, mo- the, the least insignificant person, that's your job. Look after the sheep. And remember the story when God had said to Samuel, I want you to go to the home of Jesse. And one of those sons is going to be king. And I want you to anoint him. I've removed my hand from Saul, and I'm going to give you another king. And he's going to be in the home of Jesse. Well, the news comes, and Jesse gathers his sons together, and he brings them before Samuel. And Eliab is looked on first, you know, a strapping young lad. And and, uh, certainly, if there's ever going to be a king in this family, it's going to be our eldest, Eliab. And God says, no, it's not him. Then Abinadab, then Shemaiah, and then Nathaniel, and Radai, and Ozem, and, and they went through all the sons, at least seven of them, 
I mean, these are the ones that Jesse brought before Samuel. These are certainly the ones that would be picked, at least one of them. And Samuel said, the Lord has not chosen any of these. Are these all thy children? Is this this it? (laughs) Well, well, we do have David. I mean, (laughs) he's the shepherd boy. He's the youngest. He's, He's out in the field. We didn't even think to bring him. He was the pickle, not the main attraction, the insignificant one, the Rudy one. And when they brought him, Samuel said, that's it. This is him. And he anoints him. And someone coined the phrase and wrote a great song on this. When others see a shepherd boy, God sees a king. So, folks, you might feel like you're the pickle, insignificant, not the main attraction. You wouldn't be missed if they forgot you. You know, that's how others may see you, but know this, God certainly doesn't see you that way. We're all important in God's eyes. And by the way, it doesn't matter what the color of your skin is either. Well, before we close again, let me give you our phone number. And again, we're in our fundraising campaign would you help us reach our goal this week and the number to call is 800-616-0082 now the phone's busy please uh, be patient with us Um, we'll see that there was a missed call Uh, you might leave a message if you like but uh, we'll call you back and we'll get back in touch with you again the number is 800-616-0082 god bless you